0: And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore.
1: This week, I am thrilled to welcome Krista Mayshore to the show. Krista, welcome.
0: Oh, Bob, thanks for having me. I'm just thrilled to be here. I I just really admire you and I love your work and you've already made me feel so comfortable. So thank you. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well I'm really excited to speak to you for two reasons one you look super super productive and number two you were introduced to me by Lauren Davis and Lauren always introduces me to the best guests
0: Ah, oh, that was so. so nice of her she said nothing but good things about you as well
1: well that's nice so Krista why don't you just very quickly tell us a little bit about who you are where you are and what your world looks like what do you do
0: so I am a, a, a coach, so I, I mainly primarily teach real estate agents, but we also um, do have a program where we teach local uh, professionals and entrepreneurs. We sp- specialize in teaching people how to become the go-to authority in their local area. Um, we, we do this by teaching them how to utilize video and create content and properly distribute it um, so that they can get hundreds and hundreds of hours of watch time, thousands and thousands of views within their local community.
1: You see, I love that because the one thing about the property industry, as we call it in the UK, you call it the real estate industry, is it's super competitive. But it's also competitive, usually within a fixed geographic fence. In a lot of industries, you're kind of competing in loose geographic territories sometimes. In my business, it's anywhere in the world. In your business, usually people have a set area they operate in and they compete against lots of other people in the same space. So what you do, has a direct impact on people's income
0: oh to ab- to put it bluntly. absolutely and this strategy that we're going to talk about it it really it works for any industry whether you're selling t-shirts or you're an attorney or a a doctor or um an insurance agent but we, we we very specifically specialize in in real estate. But it, it just it's it's powerful. We've actually taught this to people that, um, you know, have like a disinfecting disinfecting type companies, people that are like lawyers, like any it'll work for any industry.
1: Well, you know what, I'm just gonna ask you to just. Pile in and tell me all about it. That seems like the simplest way forward.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So um, a little bit about my backstory, and I, I I like to say this because I think some people sometimes will look at people and they'll, you know, perception is people's reality, but they don't always realize where people came from. And I um, had a little bit of a rough, rough, rough upbringing. I haven't lived at home since I was 13. And I found myself in juvenile hall, and then um, for a few months, then I got shipped off to a group home for a year and then i haven't then i was in a, a foster home all through um high school so i haven't lived at home since i was 13 years old and then i ended up um you know meeting some really really great friends and and getting back on the road to being a, a great human being and i ended up putting myself through college and paid for all my own college um Ended up getting a master's degree in curriculum and instruction and becoming a teacher. I taught third grade for six years. And met what I thought was the love of my life and got married and had two kids. And then one day came home and, and with my bank accounts drained and uh, two daughters um, ages two and four and a half to raise by myself uh, with, with, mm. with empty bank accounts. So, And I say that because I, I want people to understand that no matter where you're at in life, if you're struggling right now, you're having a hard time, or if things are great even, like things can things can get better. So, you know, there's been two two different major crises that have happened in my in my life. One, you know, leaving home at 13, the second one, get, you know, being sideswiped with the with the divorce that I didn't think I wanted at the time. It, it was pretty difficult. And of course there's been things, you know, in between there, but anyone can do anything and and from being that person, I've, you know, I've built two multi-million dollar businesses and um you know, now we just had a, a you know, a $1.4 million a month in January in the midst of, of, a, of a worldwide pandemic. And I can tell your, your people exactly how I did that because I know you have a lot of entrepreneurs on here and, and some mistakes that we made along the way, if that would be helpful. So that's hey. a little bit about my background. So let's talk a little bit about the video strategy. So I know that a lot of people are afraid of doing video because video... You know, they're afraid of what they're going to look like or what they're going to sound like. Are people going to like them? Are they going to make mistakes? We're afraid that we're too thin, we're too heavy, too big of a nose. We don't like what we sound. I mean, I could go on and on forever about creating My video. hands are
1: right high up in the air.
0: <laughs> You're like, I get it, right? So everyone is afraid of creating vi- video, doing video. But what I will tell you is that video is the fastest way for you to make a, to develop a relationship with somebody. It's the fastest way for you to position yourself as the authority. It's also an attraction-based tool where you're attracting your exact client avatar and pushing away the ones that aren't. Um, It's a way to break down barriers, know, like, and trust. And the amount of, if you would do some research, and I've got some great stats, but the research based upon video compared to just regular, you know, uh, posting pictures or that kind of thing is I mean, you would be astounded about the results, right? 64% of customers say that that video helps them in their purchasing decisions, and everybody's purchasing you, right? You're a product, you're a service, or they're purchasing you. You get 66% more qualified leads. You spend 800% more time on a landing page when I can just go on and on about how powerful video marketing is. And so I always say, I call it the eight C's. You need to commit to consistently producing content correctly. Correctly meaning, you're putting the right content in front of the right people and you're correctly distributing it. You're making sure that you're doing it the right way so you actually get a lot of eyes on it. If you do that, you're going to make a connection so you're going to convert more clients and customers. Okay, that's what I call the eight Cs. If you do this on a regular basis, you absolutely will start to dominate. So this is the exact same strategy that I used to be in the top 1% of realtors nationwide. Um, It's the same strategy that that I went from um, when the market changed from doing like 169 homes in one year in real estate, and then the market got better, so I only sold 12 homes. Revamped my entire business, started using video, started producing content, started utilizing social media to get that video out there, and then was well up over 100 homes the next year, to a completely different market and different different um, a clientele. And it's the exact same strategies that I've used to, um, you know, in my coaching business that I launched three years ago. And we've done just under $15 million in, in three years from coaching. Whereas three years ago, nobody knew who I was in the across the country or in the world right as a, as a as a as a real estate coach or as an entrepreneurial coach and now because of the video strategy now we've done very well right now obviously if you guys know anything about about marketing or about business costs i'm don't i'm no rich person i mean no one ever tells you that to, to, to build your first million it costs you a million one hundred thousand right to make your first million like no one ever talks about that but um but after three years we're, we're, we're very very profitable now where we're doing really well from this strategy so it's about producing content being able to solve problems giving tips and tricks and adding as much value as possible and being the solution to people's problems in order to be to be a solution you have to be solving a problem right so that way you can be considered to be the solution to that problem so we just create video content locally anything and everything about the community um, we just we talk about right. We we interview local professionals. We um, the strategy that we use. We, we will go and do best hot spots in town, best places to go on you know for Valentine's Day, um, best sushi, best sushi restaurants, uh, best burgers in town, um, neighborhoods to, to um, best neighborhoods to live in, pricing, market updates, um, seller tips, buyer tips, and we just take this content and we put ad spend behind it from Facebook through the Ads Manager account. And we utilize different objectives. I always like to use the reach objective initially to get my video content out there to like everybody in my community. Then we'll take those videos and we'll do video views objectives that we, so Facebook will target people that like to watch videos. And then we'll just start targeting based upon what people are interested in. So for example, if somebody watches, you know, 75% of a video on selling during the pandemic, then they're probably thinking about selling during the pandemic so we'll target more informational videos about that to them and then later on in the funnel we'll bring them to a landing page where we ask them for their name phone number and email but most people they do that first they ask for download this form or join my free challenge or go to my webinar or, or you know whatever it might be and my strategy is completely opposite I have people get to know me like me and trust me first so I'll put money and ad spend behind just developing a relationship with me and what I find is the longer that they build a relationship with me, the easier it is to convert later on and the longer they stay in my my ecosystem, if that makes sense. So if you're wanting to become known in a certain industry or a certain profession or in in your community or even nationally, because I've done this exact same strategy nationally, it's about offering high value content, not being so worried about the quality as much as the content and what's in it, and then making sure that you're giving people more information that's based upon why they initially came into your funnel. Are you looking to transform your business? Well, if the answer is yes, then you don't want to miss out on our intensive event starting soon for only $97. This event is jam-packed full days of live coaching with me. We have breakout sessions to customize and implement our daily training so that you can actually utilize them into your business we're going to give you the training to craft your personal strategy to convert your leads into long-term clients so let's go what are you waiting for register now can't wait to see you there and let's transform your business so let me explain what i mean by that and i'm just going to use a real estate example so let's just say that um i i i I do a market update and I say, hey, now is a great time to buy a house. Interest rates are really, really low. Okay, that's more that's more of an authority building type of a um, of a video. It's also a nurturing type of a video. You know, no like and trust and reminder um, of past clients, future clients, and and um, and uh, you know, just kind of getting my name out there. However, if I'm a veteran and I don't have any money in the bank, right? Not a lot of money at all in the bank, and my credit score isn't that good, but I've got a good job. I don't think probably most likely that veteran probably doesn't think he has the ability to purchase a home. So he's not listening to me at all. But if I was to say, are you a veteran and you've got a great job, but not a lot of money in the bank and your credit score isn't the best. Do you know that you could probably buy a house right now? as a veteran, and there's plenty of programs out there to help you with no money down whatsoever. And there hasn't been a better time in history to purchase a house because interest rates are super, super low, and you probably will pay less on a mortgage than you will for rent, and you're even gonna have a tax taxable write-off. Now, that veteran, I'm speaking directly to him. He's like, oh my gosh, before, before when I did the video on the market update, on the, it's time to buy, he was tuning me out because he didn't even think he could purchase a house, right? However, now that I specifically spoke to him, made him aware that there was a solution to a problem he didn't even realize he had, now all of a sudden I'm peaking his interest. Now I can target more videos about buying and the process and ways we can help him, right? So I'm bringing that cold lead to a warm lead and my goal is to get that that warm lead now that I super, super nurture, now to understand that they're, to move them to a hot lead and now they understand that I'm the best solution to help them with that problem. Does that make sense?
1: That makes perfect sense. And what's sort of jumping around in the front of my brain is you're not talking the way real estate agents talk. You're talking about the way Facebook ad agencies talk. And I'm thinking about some of the people in your industry who I know who don't do this stuff. And the question that obviously comes to mind is, how did you become the person that knows this stuff, that has this nailed down and makes it work? Because as you said, most people jump straight into the lead generation without any kind of warm up. There's no relationship building. There's no serve first, sell later. They just want to go straight in how did you become Krista or who actually knows this stuff?
0: So, okay. So this is a good question. So uh, I've always been kind of different and unique in the fact that I always knew that in order for me to position myself, like my first year in in real estate, I sold 69 houses. And if you don't know anything about that, about real estate, like the average agent sells like three homes a year. So, I mean, if if you're selling Mm -hmm. more than 10 homes a year, you know, or like one home a month, you're like doing really, really well. Right. Um, So, I, the more unique you can be the better but I when the market was the our market crashed here back in 2008 and um, so I ended up selling a lot of foreclosures and short sales but then I did that for about six years but then the market got good and all of a sudden all my short sales and foreclosures like dried up and I, I went from selling 150 160 170 homes a year down to 12. And I was like, oh my gosh, I got to change, right? So what I started doing was really looking at what the Fortune 500 companies do and how they market to people. And they use they use content marketing. I call it engagement marketing, right? They're constantly adding value. They're serving, they're not selling. And I thought, okay, I need to start giving more value to my community. And I just knew, gosh, way back when that Facebook was the way to do it and video. So I started hiring coaches and consultants that were outside of the real estate industry that were digital marketing like for example russell brunson is was my mentor I, I coached under him for two years i'm a member of his inner circle um i have hired r-
1: for for anyone that doesn't know that's straight to the top you're not messing them out
0: and that's exactly what i did i, I mean I, and then i so i also hired like um N- nicholas kuzmich way back when five six years ago to help me learn facebook ads um i would i, I really invested in my personal coaching and development um to really really find you know, the best of the best, just, just in the past seven days, I invested $40,000 in another digital marketing coach that, you know, because I always want to continue to be the best that I can be learn, uh, and just, you know, enhance my own personal growth. But more importantly than investing, I implement what I'm being taught. Right. So if Russell said to write a book, I wrote a book. If Russell said to do a challenge, I did a challenge. If Russell said to do a live event, I did a live event, you know, so that, that is, is how I learned that stuff in real estate and then I just took that information and I actually t- transferred it into um, being it you know, an entrepreneur online as a digital marketer, as a coach.
1: So I think for anybody that's listening, you have to do the work, but the work pays off. And I think this is the important thing. There aren't any shortcuts to the top. I think that's really refreshing to hear because I think a lot of people they see, and this is a bit of a cliche really, they, they see what they perceive to be sometimes the overnight success, but maybe it's the success you discovered overnight. But that stuff took a lot of hard work and you can't expect to achieve those results overnight. You're gonna to need to become the person. So I'm curious to know, if you look back at the person that you were at the beginning of the journey, what, how have you had to change over that time?
0: Well, first of all, you know what you just repeated was really, really important to hear that it, it, there is no overnight success, right? I was a, a real estate agent for 17 years Sold over two thousand two hundred homes in my career and hustled my butt right and gained the knowledge and the and the and the expertise in real estate and in digital marketing and, and social media to be able to share that knowledge. So there's nothing about it that was overnight. Had I not had that experience, I would never be able to coach and train and teach it. So it's basically seventeen years of an overnight success, right? And and then even with the overnight success, I mean, back back in March when COVID hit, I remember I was at a six-week burn rate for my for my my new, my new company. Um, and I remember thinking, why did I get out of real estate? I mean, oh my gosh, I, I love coaching and teaching, but it, it was very difficult to be profitable as a real estate agent. I made more money as a real estate agent, you know, than I did as a coach um, for the first two and a half years. Right. So, mm-hmm. but I love coaching. I love teaching. I love training. And the, and, and And I didn't, I would have still, I would have been more profitable, most likely sooner, had I not continued to put so much money back into my business. So my goal was to offer the very best program, have the very best support team, um, offer just like blow my students' minds out of the water. Um, I have then, you know, more employees than I probably need because I want to make sure that I'm able to to deliver, you know, a high support and a high touch to my students, and all of that has costed me a lot of money. But I knew if I did that in the beginning. And it, later on in life, it would, it would you know, it, it'd pay off. So like last month, you know, we, we don't, we sold $1.4 million in, in coaching fees. That's not what came in. That was obviously contracted over a year. But if you look at my expenses, you know, that was a million dollar profitable month, right? So I made more, more, pro, more profit in one month than I made in, you know, in a whole year last year in real estate. Does that make sense? But it didn't yeah. happen right away. Um, I had some really difficult things happen. I had, you know, when COVID hit, I had my director of human resources team up with my marketing manager and, and do a business that was almost in direct competition with me and left me in a really hard place. I had just fired my my entire sales team based upon their advice. And I was like, oh my gosh, like we were literally almost ready to, to, um, to, to be out of business. I had to sell one of my properties so that I, just to make sure that I, you know, could, could, uh, would, would be able to stick to it. But I just refused to give up. I mean, I just kept pushing. And, and at that point, I remember pivoting my business in coaching significantly to start running challenges. So I started doing a challenge and we would bring, you know, a lot of people in through that challenge. And that worked really, really well for us. We had a couple three hundred four hundred thousand 400,000 dollar months from the challenge. Again, because we pivoted, and I think one of the things that I will say that's been very helpful, and I want everyone to really hear this, is that you've got to be willing to adapt, adjust, and change. And my gosh, I have just learned so much along the way. I mean, it, had you had you have told me that I would have a million dollar month, I would have told you yes, because I, I believe in believing in myself. And I'm the kind of person where when I put my mind to something, I just, no matter what, won't I won't quit and I won't stop. And, and I have, you know, successful people. If you read the book, Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill, he says that, one of the traits for very successful people is they're very decisive and they also have the belief in themselves so i i've been able based upon my mindset training to have a really strong belief in myself so i knew that i would it would work Right? i knew that it would work but i, I just didn't know when <laughs> so i just didn't didn't give up. So you got to just keep on trying and, and be willing to adapt. You got to be willing to invest. You got to be willing to fail because, you know, and you got to be willing to fail fast because each time you, you are quick in making a decision and you're decisive and you take action, even if you fail, you're learning from that mistake. So while you the the person that always wants to be perfect and make everything be exactly right and to be exact and it has got to be perfect. Well, I've already, you know, did 10 things, failed six, but succeeded four before they've even done one. And I think that is yeah. a huge trait for successful people.
1: On that kind of number, you're going to need two things. You're going to need a big audience. You're going to need a great product. Let's assume you've got a great product. We'll talk about that in a minute. But what does it take to pull off a three, four hundred thousand dollar challenge?
0: Okay, so and so wasn't it so it's, it, the challenge is free first of all so the challenge is free typically yeah. we you know when it when the when COVID first started we were getting like around 600 people to, 600 800 people to opt in right but that means only 200 show up right so you've got six 800 opt-in 200 show up and it was it was working marvelously when COVID first hit because people were at home they were stuck and they wanted to, to do it well that very same challenge Um, what we do is we would, we would coach them for five days. And then at the end of, on day four, we would ask them to jump on a call with our business development strategists, right? To see if we had a program that would fit for them. And then they would sell them into our high ticket coaching. Our high ticket coaching ranges from 10,000 to $30,000. That's our high ticket coaching fee. Our average, uh, the average cost that we, um, bring in, if you, if you take our three level programs, we have a 10,000. Dollar program, we you know then we've got I think it's like eighteen, then um twenty three, and then thirty, uh, and then twenty eight, depending if you're paying full or not, you save money. So it's the average cost that we bring in is right around seventeen thousand eight hundred dollars. If you take all of those programs together, our offer that we offer now is a twenty three thousand dollar um uh um we call it the mastery program, and I'm going to tell you a cool thing, couple of cool things about that. So when they get on the phone call with my sales team that's when that's where the magic happens right so they get on there with me for 5 days they they really learn my content they believe that i can help them i'm breaking down barriers the entire time really really develop, really really going over limiting beliefs it's a very very easy tasks but i'm getting them to believe in themselves and to see small levels of improvement over that 5 day challenge then they get on a phone call with my sales team. We've just changed that recently because after when we started doing that, like I said, we had, you know, six 800 people opt in, 200 would show up, and then all of a sudden it was going down to like... 100 people would opt, would opt in and 30 people would show up. And so we had to adjust what we were doing again. So we changed the whole challenge. It used to be called Three Clients in 30 Days. We changed it to the Client Conversion Accelerator Challenge. Um, it used to be a 15-day challenge. Then we, then we made this one, this next one a five-day challenge because we realized that the longer the challenge, the the quicker the the, the drop-off rate would be, right? Like, even in, in a really great challenge, what we find is, is, is about 70% of people will be on the challenge on day five that were on day one. And that's high, it's very mm-hmm. high for a challenge. Usually people are like around a 30%, but I'm very, very good at, at getting people to stick and really, really giving them value and, and helping them believe that they can do it. I've Just from my coaching and what I've learned from other coaches. So we have a really good stick to it rate. So um, now what we do though, is we have the challenge and we, we sell them into a $97 two day event. In that two-day event, um, I am that—that's where now I sell my my uh, my my courses, at, you know, my my, my my coaching. So the two-day event is around ten hours a day, and I I really really show them the processes and the strategies of exactly what I'm doing to generate income. Like I literally go over it step by step by step, right? And I'm very good at seeding. So for example. I'll be like, okay, so here's this marketing plan. You need this marketing plan, and here's what I do with this marketing plan, and here's, here's why you need the marketing plan, and here's the results I've gotten, right? And I, I, I really, really show why you need a marketing plan. And then I show them how I, I wrote a book and how I dropped the book off, and then I show them how I have this 17-minute pre-listing presentation video that goes, you know, I, and I show them how I use it and why I do with it and blah, blah, blah. Well, so the whole event, I'm basically seeding my offer. So now I go to make my offer. I'm like, remember that book I told you about? Hey, well, if you if you take action right now, you're going to get to be a co-author with me on that book. And this is a $3,000 offer. I'm going to include it in the offer for those of you that actually sign up today and give me a $2,000 deposit towards your program. When you get on the phone with my sales team, we are going to figure out which program is best for you. We're going to get you started right now. Remember that marketing plan? You're going to you're gonna get to do that marketing plan in two hours. What cost me $10,000 to make and to hire copy Years, you're gonna get that you're gonna get that marketing plan have it done within two hours remember that listing presentation video I'm going to give you the script and the exact step by step process on how to do that blah 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 so what a lot of people will do during these these events is they'll talk about the bonus and the stack and what you get but no one understands the value of any of that right so um, I've learned from my training from from high ticket coaching um, uh, mentors to really really be get very good at seeding my offer and then also by overcoming limiting beliefs during it, um, and so our conversion rate is like high. It's like twenty-seven percent. You know, thirty percent people that are in that in that the two-day event are going to convert into our programs. Um, so we did in January. We did one event. And so in January we enrolled seventy new students. In January, I had two events. They were just done on Zoom. Nothing special. No special effects. Um, we spent around twelve thousand dollars on. Let's just. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna really, really. This is very, very highly uh, wrong. Let's just say we spent twenty thousand. I know it was not that high. Let's just say thirty. We spent thirty thousand. Okay, thirty thousand dollars on Facebook ads for the challenge and for the, um, for the accelerator and the two day event, and and. We generated one point four million in in sales. Of course, those were not all in house, they were banked over a year. People go on payment plans. Yeah. And so let's just say I know that it's not that high. Um, so if you do the math, like it's definitely worth it. Um, and with the challenge, usually we spend around, you know, eight to ten thousand dollars to get people into the challenge. Let's just say let's just say we spend fifteen thousand getting people into the challenge, the five day challenge, which is free, right? But then we have some upsells in there. So for example, we've got like a $67 upsell one-time offer to them for them to watch a, a like a 60-minute training from me. And then we have like a $27 offer of getting my my three books, like a book bundle. Um, so that it kind of helps a little bit with the ads. But so that yeah, so we're 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 very, very, very profitable on the back end. Not so much on the front yeah, yeah. end, like we're kind of, you know, losing money. Like, for example, right now, as of today, our for the next two-day event, our ads for our we're like $300 per person to get them into the event, right? That's what it was costing for the Facebook leads. Uh, but we're finding that our list is much more like we've converted more from our list than we have from our Facebook, from the Facebook ads. Um, but then I know that if I can just get them in that into that, into that two-day event, then I know my, my chances of converting them are very, very high Register now, can't wait to see you there, and let's transform your business.
1: Well, I was actually gonna ask you, I mean, what proportion of your sales are driven through Facebook ads compared to things like your list and organic social?
0: So, okay, so like for example, let me see here, I can tell you an example. So for what we're doing r- like today, right right now, so the numbers, the numbers of this morning were, I can tell you exactly, because I've just got I mean, I too many emails here.
1: I love that we're doing this all live.
0: I know. I know we're doing it totally live. So, okay. So, like, for example, this, today we had 110 people registered for the uh, the event, okay? Um, the two-day event. And I think we're, we're at, oh, I don't want to say, but it's what we're at. But I, I told her, and so I said, scale, go up, go up. And she's like, you want 500 people? It's probably going to cost you 50 grand to get uh, Facebook ads to get 500 people. I'm like, do it. I don't really care. Because I know that that's going to turn into, right? So, um, but... Out of that ads, out of that 110, there's about 70 of them came from my list and 40 of them came from Facebook ads. But understand that my list all came from Facebook originally. They bought my book. They downloaded my lead magnet. They went to my, they went to my accelerator, my challenge. So everything starts from Facebook, everything, yeah. initially. And we spent well over a million dollars, you know, in Facebook ads over the past, you know, three years
1: it makes my eyes water just thinking about
0: it <laughs> yeah but we made 14 million almost 15 million
1: exactly and i think that's what people need to understand is that it's not the old cliche of you need to make money to make money but there's a journey where there's a proportionality and what's appropriate for you today is different from what's appropriate for krista today yes but, but maybe maybe there is a role for some ads and certainly learning the ropes of ads because they get they put you in control Ads put you in control. That's the important part.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you know, you definitely want to own your own traffic and own your own list because, as I said, our list converts better than, than, um, the Facebook ads. But my list came from Facebook, right? It came from offering, you know, my my free plus shipping book, or it came from offering a free, you know, ultimate lead gen playbook, you know, course that offers a lot of value, and and you want to offer as much value as possible. I think the reason why we converted so high, I mean, that was my first time doing a live event, right? My first time doing a live event. And that's one big mistake that I wish I would have made. Well, that's not true. I did one uh, like to like 30 people, but I wouldn't really consider that a live event. So um, that was kind of like a test run. But this was really, truly our first live event. And um, we really gave high, high, massive, massive value. Like we gave it all away. But the problem is, is that people understand you know that it doesn't matter and and i'm really good at teaching this like it doesn't matter you need your gps you need your goals right And you need guidance you need your p you need a plan and a strategy right you need a plan right and a blueprint and you need a strategy and support because you can Google anything, you can find out how to do anything. But it isn't the how; it's the who. Who can help get you there? Who can who can help push you to want to keep going when you're ready to give up? Who can? Who are those those other like-minded individuals that you're surrounding yourself with that makes you believe that you can do it too? Right when you want to give up, that's the whole power behind coaching and behind um, this process. And I think that if you can get really good about really getting that message out there, like the Russell said, Russell Brunson, he said. You know, many people that just keep coming back to my events or whatever else, it's like they're always asking the how-to. What they should be asking is who? Who can help yeah. me get there?
1: So I want to circle back to what we were talking about kind of at the beginning, and that is the whole content side of things. We, we kind of touched on perfectionism, that it can be a major barrier. It's been a huge barrier for me. I'm a massive perfectionist. A lot of sort of, I'm a former designer. That was where I kind of started out. Designers have like a a strong aesthetic sense. Nothing's ever good enough. And I think we're kind of the worst, but I think it's a universal problem that everybody's always comparing themselves with somebody else. And one thing I notice about your world, whether it's books, courses, events, your podcast, content marketing, you are super prolific, super productive. How do you move past this sort of perfectionism problem into being hyper Um,
0: Done is better than perfect. Good is better than great. Like, I just start, like, everybody is so getting, so they're getting ready, they're aiming, but they're never firing, right? And you learn so much by just doing, and I think... I've gotten really good at, at failing forward and not being afraid to make a mistake. And sometimes it's cost me, you know, it's cost me, right? But a lot of times it hasn't. And so I don't know. I I, I don't. I, it's funny to say you think I'm so productive. I feel like I could get a lot more done. But one of the things that Russell and my inner circle always says is like that I'm just really good at implementing. And that's because if somebody tells me to do something, I just figure out the time. There's a lot of strategies that you can utilize. One is called the Pomodoro technique. The Pomodoro technique will, will literally save you 16 hours a week if you utilize the Pomodoro technique. Look that up. I work on my mindset all the time. I, I believe in being good to myself, treating myself kindly, saying nice things to myself. And I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Did I
1: just did I just hear a time timer beep?
0: Yes, that was that's the I, I grabbed my little pomodoro technique. It's like a, um It's like a little box, and so you can set it for a 25-minute increment. So when I was talking about the Pomodoro technique, I grabbed it because I was, like, I was talking and, and grabbing it. This is... You set a timer for 25 minutes and then um, what you do is is that every five, every 25 minutes you just focus on just one thing and you don't answer your phone. You don't look at Facebook. You just do that one thing. If any thoughts come to mind, you write them down and then you go back to that one thing. If you just do that and then after the 25-minute increment, you take a five-minute break, answer text messages, use the restroom, stretch, and then go back to another 25-minute increment. If you start doing that, you will be ultra-massively massively productive because we think that we can multitask, but research actually says that the more we multitask, the less we stay on task. Also, the more you multitask, the harder it is to stay on task. It takes the brain anywhere from 22 to 23 minutes when you leave a task to get back on and and be back in that mode, right? Um, So you really want to try your best to, to really, really use techniques like the pomodoro technique to stay on task. I've also found that, you know, I, I, the more kind I am to myself and the more I celebrate my success, successes and the more I tell myself that I'm doing something right instead of focusing on the things I'm doing wrong, the more successful that I am.
1: Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think in addition to that, for any sort of naturally self-critical people out there, there's a guy called Ian Anderson Gray, who's pretty well known in the live streaming world in the UK, told me that somebody suggested to him that you keep a journal about that, well, just of the nice things people have said about you, nothing else, that's all you use it for. And I did that for a little while and it's really powerful because you, you, if you are a self-critical person and if you're trying hard to push forward in life, you probably are a strongly self-reflective. You probably tune out all the good things people say about you and really focus on what can I do to be better. Uh, and i found that really really helpful
0: do that to your spouse too right like if you're having marital problems just every day send a really meaningful nice text message to your to your spouse or or write it down you know and then at the end of the at the end of, at the end of the month hand them the little book of the nice things that you wrote about them and what you'll find is that all of a sudden your marriage gets better they're happier and everything just kind of comes comes to place because you're focusing you get what you focus on like in life you get what you focus on thoughts become turn into you know your actions turn into your life thoughts really truly do become things and uh I, you know I, I believe that so you know i remember sitting there on you know, three years ago honestly this is the truth bob i didn't even know what a funnel was and i remember sitting i remember seeing russell on a webinar and being like, oh my gosh, I have to learn that. Next thing you know, I pull my credit card out, I spend twenty five thousand dollars on a coaching program, I fly to Idaho. They're talking about funnels. I think they're talking about funnel cake. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I'm learning what a like really, now I'm learning what a funnel is. And then I was like, I have got to get one of those. And it took me eleven months, I believe, to get my first funnel, which was my first two Comma club award, which is where I did a million dollars of sales. And then in the first and then within twenty four months, we had done Oh, gosh, we we had, we had you know, three. Now at 37 months, we're at five, and we just hit our 10x award. Where it means we did $10 million in online sales. And three years ago from a funnel, I didn't even know what a funnel was, right? But I, I saw it. I, I visualized it. I put it on my vision board. I, I printed a picture out of it, literally a picture of the funnel, put my name on it, put it in my bathroom, put it on my vision board, and next thing you know, like, I had it. So the... For the, it, it takes you a lot longer initially, but then all of a sudden the momentum, it starts to build up, right?
1: Yeah, I think anything that's worth doing, and a lot of the time we will feel like an impossible waste of time at the beginning. But I love that story because really, with nothing other than some intelligence and some direction and some energy, from a standing start, that's really, really impressive in three years and a great role model for anybody that's listening. There's another thing I want to ask you about. And there, there's a few things I look at and when I look at over somebody's ecosystem, and some of them just really leap out. And one of them for me was things like featured in Wall Street Journal, NBC, Fox, Forbes, Yahoo Finance. Now, I could just look at that and say, wow, that's cool and impressive. And it is. But I want to know how. How does that happen? What, what's that all about?
0: It's all, it's all marketing. It's PR. So basically, I hired a PR company that helped me get into those articles right so i I invested and the reason i invested is because i know that people see that and it's an automatic authority credibility builder just since i've been featured in forbes and and in yahoo finance i mean getting featured on podcasts has been so much easier Uh, i didn't even know that before me personally being in the online marketing world i didn't know that you could hire a pr company now obviously you have to have good content and a reason for them to put you in there they're not just going to put anybody in there but i mean you can pretty much pay for anything (laughs) and i didn't know that doctor until i became a until i became you know got involved in this internet marketing world i'd be like oh my gosh how they do that That's so cool you know any pretty much any of it, anything can be bought just exactly the way that i i bought right my at, in real estate and in coaching i kind of bought my eyes on me so i would pay to 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 run ads both locally and then nationally so that people would see my face over and over again right i'm i'm paying to pay i'm paying for attention i'm paying for people to have their eyes on me um, because it, to think that something can go organic is like less than 0.001% of things that are going to go organic, right? Viral, virally organic, but you can pay to have people pay attention to you. So I've just, I've paid for people to pay attention. Are you looking to transform your business? Well, if the answer is yes, then you don't want to miss out on our intensive event starting soon for only $97. This event is jam packed full days of live coaching with me. We have breakout sessions to customize and implement our daily training so that you can actually utilize them into your business. We're gonna give you the training to craft your personal strategy to convert your leads into long-term clients. So let's go. What are you waiting for? Register now, can't wait to see you there, and let's transform your business.
1: That makes perfect sense. And actually, I'm I'm glad that's the case because that's, you're talking about a level playing field there. Yes, you have to have the resources to, to deploy, but It's achievable for anybody that A, wants it or B, needs it. It's really, really interesting. My last question, I guess, is not going to be a simple one, but I look at 16,000 followers on Instagram. You're super productive on YouTube. You have something like a video every day, five days a week at least, and that's been going on for a while. That's not just this week. 13,000 Facebook group members. What do you enjoy the most? Which of of the content or social platforms feels like home the most for you?
0: So... I do not love social media because it's my job, if that makes sense. So because it's my job and I teach it, like I don't love it. <laughs> but I will tell you that the, the 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 platform by far that has gotten me the most reach and made me the most money is Facebook because everyone is on Facebook and um and 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 i've I've mastered Facebook. so I'm like you'll see on my on my YouTube channels, I don't have that many that many subscribers. We just now, after doing this for years and years, I've been doing Facebook ads, we just now Mm -hmm. recently, and I mean like this past month, are starting to really hone in on YouTube. The reason I put all my my videos on YouTube is because YouTube is owned by Google, and so then it gives me search engine optimization on Google. So that's why it's very important to put your videos on your website on on YouTube so you get search you get SEO on Google. But now we're going to start optimizing uh, YouTube just like we do we do Facebook. So Facebook has been my my favorite platform. It's been the one that I that I um, have seen the biggest return on investment and the one that I've I've really mastered. Um, it's impossible to to master all platforms. What I tell people is really figure out where your client avatar is, what age group, you know, like if you're looking for 25 to 30 year olds, they're on Instagram. If you're looking for like 20, you know, 30 to 50 year olds, they're on Facebook, right? Um, everyone in in the world right now is on Clubhouse, but that's more for entrepreneurs and less for like local, local businesses or local professionals. So just find out, like, maybe TikTok. TikTok used to be for young kids, and now it's it's branching out. I, I don't personally think that TikTok is going to, you know, stay. Uh, I think it's going to be harder and harder for, to monetize TikTok, in my opinion, just based upon research that I've done. But find which platform that you like the best. Master it. Right. Master it. Learn how to utilize it to really, really um, work for you and not against you so that you can reach your, your customer, your ideal audience and just spend as much time as you can learning that platform and, and be vigilant and don't give up and be consistent. Consistency is absolutely been key. Um, and now I have a team. Like when I first started doing this in the real estate sector, I didn't have a team. I, I remember, you know, back in the day, I had to hire a videographer. That to do a commercial for me, it was like two thousand dollars to hire him to do like a thirty second commercial. I played that commercial at the movie theaters, right? And I would, wow. I still hear now and that, and then it cost me three thousand dollars a month to put that that commercial on the movie theaters, right? So people would see me. I still hear people tell me, "I see you at the movie theaters." They don't say, "I saw you." They say, "I see you at the movie theaters." And I haven't been on the movie theaters for years. It's been like four or five years, probably that I've been on the movie theaters. But they still think that because video is so so powerful and it's so so remembered. And now when we create our content, like, I mean, I'll be at the grocery store and somebody's like, oh, my God, Chris, did you see that house one on the market on PeerPoint? And blah, blah, blah. And they're talking to me like they know me. That is the power behind consistently producing content. You are literally like, for example, I mean, just on this, Bob, your, your listeners, they know you and, and you're in their ear, you know, so. They feel like they know you. Video is the exact same thing. You, you are developing a relationship. It's actually called a parasocial relationship. It's a one-sided relationship with people. And so therefore, when it comes to converting them, the conversion is so much higher. People know me a little bit better right now after being on this podcast with you for 45 minutes than they did when they first heard me, right? Some people are like, oh my God, I can't stand her. She's, she talks way too fast. She's got too much energy for me. She's not my type. And then some people are like, I love this Krista girl. Like I want more, right? And it's because they're, they're, I'm bringing them into my world. They're getting to know me, and so we've got to let our job as marketers is to go where our customer and our audience is. It's our job, and it doesn't. It's not always what we like to do, or it's not always comfortable or convenient. You know, convenience does not live on the same street as success, right? Like convenience Ooh, just so. doesn't. It doesn't. It just does not live on the same and it it does not live on the same side of the street as as easy. Right. I mean, it just it doesn't exist. So we have to be willing to do things that aren't easy. And we have to be willing to, you know, when you first started your podcast, how many listeners do you think you have, Bob?
1: Oh, zero. (laughs) He's got
0: zero. Okay. so the point is, is he he has zero listeners or maybe at one day he had zero listeners and then he had 50 and then he had 100. Right.
1: I I remember the first time I had 10 in one day. It was amazing.
0: Yeah. But and now you're you're doing way more than that. So but if you would have stopped at 10 and by the way, the average person only does five podcasts, they stop at five. So congratulations for not stopping. But, you know, if, if he would have stopped at five, you wouldn't be listening to him right now.
1: That's absolutely true, and many people would probably wish that had
0: happened. <laughs> Bob, you're funny. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so at all.
1: So my next question, and it's it's going to be my last one, I promise, because it's bed it's bedtime for me. Now, I'm curious to know because I, what I look in from the outside, fair enough, you have a team, but you look very productive. So. I'd like to understand that because repurposing is at the the heart of being effective online. So what is your repurposing workflow look like? What's your sort of your main piece of content and how do you slice and dice that up and, or do you, what, what does it normally look like?
0: Yeah, absolutely we do. So um, I will record a video. Uh, if I have a script, I'll use the transcript, I'll use the script and I'll take the script and do a long form post on my personal page and my business page. I'll also re- do a do a um, an ad behind it find it sometimes then i'll take that video and i'll do an ad behind that video on facebook i'll upload that video onto youtube i'll upload that video and the transcription onto my website again on youtube and and my website so i get seo search engine optimization and then i'll take pieces of it and i'll put it on instagram do instagram reels we my not my team is doing some tiktok stuff don't go watch it it's terrible um, and it is really, it's bad, but, and we'll just, we just get it out out there everywhere. When I do a podcast, like, like I'm on your podcast, I'll take this podcast. I'll put this podcast, um, uh, if you'll give it to me onto my personal podcast, right. We'll, we'll take the, we'll take, we'll do, a, um, like a live event or do something like that. And we'll take bits and pieces of that live event or that challenge and put it on the podcast as well. So we take content and get it out there everywhere. So, so it looks like we're everywhere, right? It looks like we're, we're much busier than we are because we're taking it and we're putting it on so many different mediums.
1: And I think that's an important lesson for everyone listening is a lot of people are busy with a hamster wheel. They're just constantly creating things that are new every single day. Anyone that you look at that's being truly effective online, they're really only producing one or two key pieces of content a week and just, leveraging that to the maximum
0: yes but also too bob i think this is important so if you're on all these platforms but but you're not mastering them correctly it doesn't make a difference that you're on them so i I personally feel like i always tell everyone learn implement master repeat on that same platform you want to pick one platform learn how to use it absolutely to its 100% best advantage ever master it master it before you try to be on every platform because jack of all trades master of none if you try to do too many and you don't have a team you won't do any of them well so pick one based upon your audience that you're going after where are they spending their mo- most time and and put a budget behind it you've got to be willing to you know to pay to play, you've got to be willing to to market yourself. You're an entrepreneur. You're a business. You can't expect to see the results that somebody. I mean, I had to sell a house for God's sake because I was afraid my business was going to go under during COVID. I sold one of my rentals and made sure I had that money just in case. You know, luckily we didn't have to use it, but I had it there just in case. And and that that did not feel good. I've worked my butt off. Remember, I was in the foster home in juvenile hall, and I, I've worked mm-hmm. for every cent I have. It. I've I've worked hard for it. So it was really scary to think about doing that, but. I knew that I wanted to have a little bit of a backup plan, and I knew that I needed to invest because things had changed. And um, and I and I've always been willing to do that, you know. And and I I do feel that even investing in my college and paying for my college and getting those student loans and doing all those things, it helped me be where I'm at today, right? Investing. In, in these different coaching programs that I have. You know, and I've made some bad mistakes. I've made I've hired the wrong coaches, absolutely. But then again, I've hired some of the right ones. You know, like Russell's program and being in his inner circle has absolutely helped catapult me um, to where I'm at. And, and uh, you know, it, it, I, I would never, I, I owe so much to him, you know, because of that.
1: Krista, you have been awesome. Really, really inspiring. A fantastic role model for so many people for so many reasons. But we should probably bring things to a close, and I, I want to ask you the same question I ask everyone towards the end, and it's what's one thing you do now that you wish it started five years ago?
0: A live event, and it's virtual. I wish I would have done the virtual live event because that is absolutely what has skyrocketed my business.
1: Awesome! And if people want to connect with you, if they want to go further with you, how can they? Yeah, you
0: guys can get a copy of my 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 new best-selling book. It's called the Ultimate Digital Marketing Playbook. For dominating your local area, just go to getchristasbook.com. That's getchristasbook.com. And you, you can do a free plus shipping of my book. And um, yeah, and you can that's that's how you can get a hold of me. And thank you so much, Bob, for having me on here. I really, really appreciate it.
1: Oh, the pleasure is all mine. It's been lovely to speak to you. And I hopefully get to meet you in person sometime soon. I'm planning to come to San Diego next year. So I might see you.
0: Ooh, what are you going there for?
1: Social media marketing world.
0: Ooh, I figure. Are you you speaking there?
1: Nobody's asked me yet.
0: Oh, let's let's put that (laughs) in the universe.
1: (laughs) Krista, thank thank you you very very much.
0: much. Oh, thank you for having me have a go. Enjoy your evening. Sleep good.
1: We spoke about so many things in this episode, but if I had to pick one out, it would be who, not how. When you know knowledge is the thing that's blocking you, who has that knowledge? Find them and ask them to teach you. Knowledge is what moves you forward. So invest in relationships with people who know. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe and join our Facebook group. You'll find a link in the show notes or visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders. Also connect with me wherever you hang out. You'll find me on all the social platforms at Bob Gentle. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would make my day. And if you shared the show with a friend, you would literally make my golden list. My name's Bob Gentle. Thanks to you for listening. And I'll see you next week. Thank you.